What's up? What's up? Here we are. Yes. Uh, today's a good day, man. Shit. Did <laughs> <laughs> you spill one's juice? <laughs> I was. I thought I heard my voice echoing inside this guitar sitting in front of me, so I tried to lean over to move it, and it just crashed. Dude, I got a I got a fucking guitar and a ukulele sitting here. I got a ukulele. Do you ever play? Yeah, I'll pick around on it quite a bit, actually. I picked it up at Goodwill for $3. Dude, it's like That's brand new. Yeah, I looked it up. It's like a $40 ukulele. Brand new for 3 bucks at Goodwill. Dude, it sounds so good. I got a little app called Guitar Tuna. I'll go in there and just tune it. Man, I'll, 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 fucking, I'll be on that thing sounding like Tool, dude. <laughs> like Tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they... This first song's 30 minutes... Dude, how fucked up would the fans be if they walked out there and like, "Hello, Cleveland!" and they pulled out ukuleles and started playing songs? Yeah. The crowd, the audience would be really confused on what was happening. I, I learned how to play great. two songs on the ukulele so far. The first one I learned was, of course, well, you guess what the first song I learned to play was? Uh, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." Nah, I did better than that. "Happy Birthday." What's one of the most famous ukulele songs? I, I know what it is, but I, is it like that Over the Rainbow? Bam. That's it. Over the Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. I learned how to Somewhere play that. because I, I, <laughs> the rainbow. It has a nice little like island twist to it. I learned it because um, like, uh, I taught some of my kids that song to sing for a graduation. So like I played the ukulele and my kids sang the song. So it was pretty cool. I learned that one. Is I learned um, Hallelujah or those two. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. Maybe I'll record <laughs> next time. I'll record and you can sing it. How's that sound? Yeah, if you ever need some vocals, dude, I'm here. <laughs> beautiful. I got I got a little. Oh microphone. man. So happy <laughs> Wednesday to you, man. Is it Wednesday? How are you going to celebrate? I'm not doing anything today. Hopefully. Dude, for the past four days, I've been messing around with getting that elk in the freezer. Finally got an elk. You got an elk. You got an elk. I got an elk. I shot an elk. I sniped it out, dude. I was up on this rock wall, seriously sniper style, and had that elk at like 242 yards. And she had a few bulls with her, but the bulls just weren't very big. And they were even closer than she was. But, man, it's just a big old cow, just perfectly, you know, quartered away from me. Not quartered, broadside. You want a broadside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to get that double lung and maybe nick the heart. And that's exactly what I did, just put it right behind the shoulder and boom, 242 yards. They all ran off around the mountain, like went up and around the mountain, and I was watching them and – um, cause I wasn't sure if I hit her or not. And I'm like waiting for one of them to drop, you know, and they're all looking around and then this big ass bull comes up out of that Canyon and, uh, follows those elk out of there. I'm like, Holy shit. I didn't see that one, but wow, I'm happy with the one I got. Yeah. But I go over there and there's just blood everywhere. You know, and there's snow on the ground and you can see it all over the rocks and the boulders mm. and the snow. And, uh, she went downhill. So it was even better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a perfect blood trail, just about 40 yards, and you had this fucking horse laying there. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, so I start, you know, I gut her and then started quartering her out, and I had some game bags and some rope, so I hung her up and, uh, 
kind of led her down the mountain and uh, waited. Her a buddy came and helped me, and we packed it out. It was like under a mile pack out, so I think it was right at a mile. So it was pretty, pretty good pack out. It wasn't too bad. Wow! Although that bag that I bought from China, I had with me that North Face bag, dude. It disintegrated trying to get that elk out of there. Like I didn't even get it. (laughs) On my back, and the thing busted apart like Forrest Gump's legs when he's running away from those kids, and he's got them braces on. It, it just like one thing after the other started ripping off. Like literally, oh my the God. strap ripped. Like the main strap ripped off, and it knocked my gun over, scratched my gun all up. Man, it like dented the wood in my stock and everything. I love that fucking fuck China, but. Yeah, yeah, it's a piece of. Sh- I already threw it away. It didn't even make it out. Like so, the very like, first time you actually try to put it to good use of like what you bought it for, it just yeah. shits the bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I knew it would that too, sucks. but I did not expect that. Literally, I had like five different straps break within a one minute period. Like I tried to put it on, strap broke. Try to lift it up, strap broke. Try to grab it from the <laughs> two straps that were like on the front end of it. They both broke when I That's tried to pick crazy. it up. That's crazy. Yeah, there was a lot of weight in there, but I was like, it was it was crazy. So it I was guess like it's they it, they put it together in home ec or something, you know. So it's probably not a real North Face bag then. Hell no, dude. <laughs> one of the buckles, like the the waist buckle, you put it together, and the emblem was upside down. I'm like, North Face would never do shit like that. And then they had the little, like, zipper helpers where you don't have to grab the zipper itself, but there's those little attachments to it where it's easier. All of them would break. Like, I would go to grab it and zip it down, and the the loop connected to the zipper would just break right off. Like, the little, the plastic tab would break sometimes. Wow. Or the, yeah, the fabric. Uh, yeah, it is a piece of shit. But it did hold my gear for the longest time, you know. Mm. Yeah, you know, I hunted with it a lot, but it was not made for packing out animals. Dude, that reminds me of something that's been happening recently. Um, you know, I wear probably about the same six or seven shirts. You know, like I don't have that big of a wardrobe, and a lot of them are just like t-shirts. You know, and um, I started noticing, man, I started getting like these little slits. And like holes in the back of my shirt on the exact same spot in all of my shirts. And I was thinking, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is there a moth in my closet? Is there like this so weird? Is it the washing machine or why is my, why are all of my shirts ripping in this same spot? And then come to find out it was my backpack that I bought from that same place. (laughs) The corners had rubbed off a little bit and there's like a piece of plastic in the back. Well, that little bit of plastic is sticking out on both corners. And so when I wear my bag, that plastic is rubbing on my shirts and it rubbed holes in like 80% of my shirts. Damn. From my backpack. That's fucked up. Well, you only got six shirts, but yeah, that's like four of your shirts. Yeah. So now I'm walking around with holy (laughs) shirts, man. <laughs> Damn it, that sucks. I've had those things before. Like I used to get out of the shower and I'd rub like Vicks or something on my my chest. It was just felt good. It was like a good routine, you know. And I put a shirt on and mm-hmm. I started having all these oil spots on my shirt. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then yeah, I put it together. I was like, oh, that's that that's that Vicks rub. I think getting on my shit oily. Yeah, 
man, on Halloween, um, I left I left a bag at the bar and a friend took it, but I had some I had my deodorant in that bag, and uh, I didn't get it back for a few days, and so I had to use Jody's deodorant, and um, I have to say, I think women's deodorant might be the way I go. Um, in the near future, her deodorant works so much better than the shit that I've been using recently. I don't know what it is, and it doesn't smell like all ladylike. It just smells fresh, and my pistons uh, sweat nearly as much as they do. Like if I just try to use the shit that I use. So man, I've tried that before, just in a bind. Like I'll be out of deodorant, but I can't go without deodorant. And so I'd use mm-hmm. Mercedes or something. But man, it it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, I hate their texture and the smell and everything. Ah, it's disgusting. Now, that but worked out good. If you had that scent-free one, maybe. You know what's funny? I watched, there's these videos online, 10 things like celebrities can't live without. Mm-hmm. And I've watched a couple rappers on there that have mentioned using girl deodorant. I think Lil Uzi Vert was one of them, actually. They used girls' deodorant because when they were younger, they would just use their mom's deodorant instead of like going out and buying their own. Um, and now they still use women's deodorant till this day. Two different rappers, and now you bring it up. It's almost like maybe I should try this. It's know? a thing. Yeah, it's like, a so sign. Like, Dude, I yeah. sweat a lot. When I drink these espressos and certain types of coffee, kind of like make me sweat a lot. And I, I always use this Arm & Hammer deodorant, but maybe I need to try this ladies' deodorant. I don't know, man. There's some deodorants that like really fuck with me too, though. Like there's like like the roll-on ones. Um, it's like an Adidas roll-on, and there's been a couple others. But like, um, I'll use it, and after about a week, like my armpits get sore. Like I can feel there's like swelling, yeah. like little spots underneath my armpits. So yeah. some do that, and then like some of them like cause pit stains super bad on like light colored t-shirts. Oh, I know, right? The white, so like good. the white deodorants, yeah, always cause the pit stains. Yeah, and then. That Old Spice blue deodorant, I can't even use that shit. Like, if I sweat a little bit and it gets on the, my side or, like, if it gets anywhere outside of my armpit, it burns and I get, like, these big rashes and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Be careful with the deodorants you choose. Choose wisely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that happened on Halloween. Man, Halloween, Halloween. was fun this That's year. That's when I got that elk, too, dude. Would y'all go? That was a good day yeah, then. We didn't do anything after I got that elk. Then we, I mean, I was up from four thirty, and I didn't get that thing back and unpacked and hung and everything until dark. It, it was just wow. And I got, I killed it at like fifteen minutes after first light, and it literally took me all day. That's so crazy. That's a lot of that's spent. a lot of shit to move around and do though for one day. I mean, or for one person, even if you had a little bit of help. I mean, that's that's a, that's a lot of shit to do. It was a lot, and I mean, it was a tremendous amount of meat. Like, you can't even wrap your brain around how much meat. We finally got it all in the freezer, but it it was just a tremendous amount, and elk has so, but it's, oh my God, it's so good. We ate it, me and Mercedes were like almost emotional. It was so good. Like, we Mm. were giddy. But, man, I've put in so many miles and so many hours and so many years trying to, you know, make something happen like this. So it just, God, it felt so fucking good just seeing her, like, laying there and, like, knowing we got all this meat now. And I, like, finally made it happen. Like, just, oh, my God. And I could have taken one of those bulls, but I chose not to, you know, because they were just kind of small and younger. and um, Sure. They were decent. They were, like, three or, like, four by fours. Four four points on each side, like totally mm-hmm. legal. 
but I don't know. Somebody else can have those, or hopefully they'll live a few years and be a little bigger, you know? Yeah. So are you done hunting then? No, I mean, I still got uh, my buck tag, and I have three more doe tags. Do you want to fill all of your tags? I would like to, man. I'd like to get um, those does and do like a shit ton of jerky. And um, we have the meat eater cookbook, and there's all kinds of wild game recipes for um, that type of animal, like a a venison or you know deer, elk, all that stuff. So um, yeah, man, I want to do it all. I want to do all these fancy things, and then we go through a ton of ground and. a ton of steaks and yeah, there's not, we don't really have the meat now to do a bunch of jerky. So I would like to get, yeah, the more deer and then do some jerky. That's exciting. I've always wanted to try elk meat, man. Cause like I hear people just rave about it who eat it and who have killed it. And I want to try it. Can you send some to know, China? You think so China would people. let it in? <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> hey, well, I don't know. They, they're, they're probably cool with foreign meats. Like, oh, man, bullshit. China doesn't want anything foreign coming in here. I'm surprised it even lets people come in here. Yeah. Which actually they put a big restriction on. There's no way that you could send food or like meat like that. Man, I don't know. No. I don't know. I think you'd have to be like a... I'd like to say that I would save some for you, but I just don't know if it's going to happen, dude. That's okay. That's okay. But there's always next year. Hmm. Dolphinally. It is a ton of meat, though, so I wouldn't be surprised if we had some left next time we see you. <laughs> That's good. Man, yeah, for my Halloween, um, I had to work during the day, but uh, we went out in one of the bars here, had a little Halloween party, and um, it took me forever to get my costume together. Uh, I was a mummy, right? So like, I like wrapped myself in a bunch of like, like uh, medical bandages and stuff, but like the... The stringy kind, you know, not like the stuff like you wrapped a swollen ankle with, like the curlix kind. Anyways, so I did that, but the reason why is because like the the emphasis I wanted to put on it and the funniness I had on it is I I was a mummy with like a wrapped penis, you know. So like I have I like <laughs> bought like a carrot and I like hung it between my legs and I wrapped it in the bandages too. So I was a mummy oh with like a dick, God. a wrapped up dick That's walking fucking around. Hilarious. So you could see like your your dick. <laughs> In the mummy, that's so funny. Yeah, it's just it's just like me with just like a wrapped up dick between my legs, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was good. Dude. Was everybody so was rolling. Did the people man, get a kick out of it? Oh, dude! Everybody was just stopping, laughing, like take a picture. Like it was good. It got a lot of really, really good positive reactions. So man, I, I was happy with it. it. Took a little bit to put together and to wrap up, but. It was weird. It was just like a last minute thing too because I was thinking like for the last three weeks, man, like what am I going to do for Halloween this year? I'd look online and try to like find some costumes and come up with ideas. And um, on Sunday this last week, we had like a little Halloween party at the school. And um, one of the games we did in the classroom was the kids got to wrap each other in the stuff to like see who can do the best mummy like in a time limit, you know. So they had a bunch of these bandages left over and I was looking at it and I saw that how many they had and I was like, well, I could be a mummy. And how it got to like a mummy with a penis. I don't know <laughs> how my brain got to that <laughs> point, but uh, I just thought about it. And I was like, Oh, that's it. I'm going to do that. So I went to the store and bought a, you know, good sized carrot and, uh, <laughs> wrapped it up, tied it on and 
It was just a dick swinging mummy was, uh, all night yeah, of the bar. Was, so you're, it wasn't like up against your pants, just a bulge. You had it out like it, oh. No, it was hanging. It was just like a front. wrapped uh, penis <laughs> hanging between my legs. That's hilarious. And like when I would sit down, it would like stand up, man, like a full blown hard on, oh like when I would sit God, down. Oh my God, that is so, so funny. Most, I bet people were just it like looked good. so just. Every, there were so many people that had to take a second look. Like they would see and they would kind of notice it. And then the, they'd have to look again. <laughs> they'd just be like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. You know, and start oh laughing. It was good, I'm man. It was a good like, night. It's a lot of fun. You're ballsy enough to just go out in China and do shit like that. They're not sensitive about, you know, sexual shit like that. Well, it's definitely like all the foreigners that had good reactions to it. Chinese people would just kind of look and whisper things to each other, <laughs> you know, <and laughs> <laughs> try not to show if they <laughs> how they actually felt about it. But all the foreigners liked it. The, yeah, the Chinese people were a little probably confused. Like, oh. what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> That's not how I so. pictured it. I pictured the Chinese people like laughing, going over there and like flicking it or something. But they were kind of appalled. Yeah, appalled is probably a good word to use. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. So, yeah, but it was a good man, night. I didn't get to dress Halloween. up. I dressed up as a hunter, which is just one of the worst In- outfits. <laughs> Like when you go to your dad's camo, you nobody know, could see just you. Like pull out the camo, you're like, "Fuck, man!" That's when you know nobody even noticed. They're like, "Where the fuck is Dylan?" <laughs> no. I'm right here. Yeah, I was a hunter for Halloween. Nobody saw me. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's been a good week. Like coming up with the mummy and the penis and everything. It just came to me, man. Like I, like I said, I saw another teacher. Like he was taking off all of the bandages, and I needed a costume. And I was like, well, there's a bunch of leftovers. Fuck it, I'll just use these bandages and be a mummy. And again, like how I thought of a rat penis, it just I don't know. It just popped into my head randomly, and I just went with it. So, so where where did these ideas come from? You know, I read this book, and they were talking about how ideas were almost like creatures floating around above us and you could just reach out and grab it and use it but if you don't use it it might just float to somebody else and they'll grab it and use it you know we're just being fed all these ideas from these who knows what it's just crazy like where do these come from they are already in existence and you could just reach out and grab them you can meditate yourself no. into them or yeah be inspired and yeah that book was going into well, they used to there's like great gods based on I don't know, some some sort of old mythology shit based on ideas. Like there's 12 figures that represent, man, I think I'm butchering it. But they thought of ideas almost as gods. And you could communicate with those gods and each person had their own god and they called it a muse. So you could tap mm-hmm. into the muse, and your muse, your personal muse, would feed you ideas. Yeah, it was mm. crazy. And they like they would chant these mantras and stuff to get the muse prepared and get them prepared to communicate with the muse to form yeah new ideas and new creations. It was just a really really interesting concept. I did I had never thought about it. You know. Yeah. Well, that's an amusing thought. Um, I think. That I don't know, man. Ideas probably just come from um, 
recollections of the brain. So like you probably hear things a lot, but forget about it for the time being. But then like randomly, like your brain remembers like little moments of those things. And it's just like recollecting something that's already happened before. Like people come up with new ideas. Sure. But there's also new ideas are inspired by things that they probably already know too. Right. So Mm-hmm. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you construct things in your brain. You you connect one thing with the other thing. Like you connect the fire with the wood, and then it burns the wood. Yeah. And then you cook the meat on it, and it all expands from there. And then people think but, like, or you know, how can I do yeah. this better? And they maybe think of an example of some other thing, and they implement kind of like the same process of how something is done but with what they're trying to do to make something better or so like i don't know i mean it's just um it's just a constant uh uh what is darwin what's what's charles darwin big on what do you call that uh uh, evolution Evolution. yeah it's just like a constant like evolution of um of thoughts you know and that are just built on each other but you know they're interesting new ideas are always fun to listen to and different perspectives yeah but where does that come from? You know, the original thought that, that poofs, you know, some of them aren't so black and white. People aren't mining for these things. They just come to them like, holy shit. What if I filtered the water, you know? And that's just it, the brain, some, man. Some ideas change that's what we've been taught to do. society. They change the world. Like ideas. Where are these? It's just part of evolution though. I like, see what you're think, saying. Yeah. You think animals think? You adapt. Like ideas are adapting to your environment. Like you almost have to come up with ideas. But I don't know. It's Animals come up with ideas. Like if a if a lion is hungry, you know, and he's like, "Man, I'm hungry. I really need to eat. How am I going to eat today? I guess I could go go pounce on that zebra here in a little bit if I want to go do that, or chase down a gazelle, whatever I'm hungry for. Yeah. But maybe he has to think of different ways." To capture his meat and capture his food. It's his oh, idea. Sure. So animals are thinking all the time too. And coming up Over with new time, ideas to make things better yeah, for them. Become elite hunters. Yeah, I was just watching a documentary yesterday about Instagram or no, a little vice piece about these Instagram guys in Saudi Arabia or something that collect these exotic cats, like lions and tigers and shit. Living and, um, yeah, yeah, they'll – what they do is they um, – I guess Saudi Arabia is connected to Africa, um, like the most northern east part of Africa. There's mm-hmm. there's just this little or, – or there's just a little ocean transition there. It's like the Middle and East. Can, they'll go out there and – get the cubs from East Africa from out in the jungle. They'll, they'll, they, they steal thousands of cubs a year and they're funneling into Saudi Arabia or, or no, they funnel it into Yemen. And, um, then all these, you know, big oil money, <coughs> Indian guys get these cats and then they put them up on Instagram and, do all kinds of shit with them. It's crazy. And then people have been getting killed. Like this, this lady got mauled. Like one of the housekeepers got mauled by one of the lions because the guy left the, the gate open on accident. And, uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But damn, how the fuck did we get on that? 
I don't know. But I don't imagine it would be very fun to be eaten alive by a lion. Hell no. Oof, man, that sounds terrible. I think about that too. The the reporter for Vice, it was this chick, she was about our age, it looked like. And um, she was kind of giggling. They always have people about our age, like doing the interviews. And so she goes over there and she's talking with this dude that has a few cheetahs and stuff. And uh, he has a couple lions. And one of the lions is like a 400-pound cat. And um, he lets that cat kind of play with the reporter, and then she gets on the ground, and that cat is, like, starting to kind of, I don't know, almost, like, take her as, like, a pet, you know? She's, like, she's like almost bear-hugging her at this point, and she's on top of her while that lady's on the ground, and that, that chick was describing it afterwards, and she was like, I was kind of just coming to terms with my fate at that point, and it was almost like a religious experience because Ugh. like, I kind of thought I was going to die. And even that guy said, he's he was saying that if those cats want to kill somebody, there's nothing they can do. Like They're just going to do it. Being you know? cats. <laughs> Yeah, and she that's what they said like a week after they left the house housekeeper got mauled by the by the cat. Not that Jesus. cat, not that housekeeper from that guy, but a housekeeper. It happened to somebody. Him. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time like people get injured by these wild animals because they just you know, he just learning shit mm. on YouTube and stuff how to take care of these big ass cats. He has no professionals or nothing. They're just it's crazy, dude. <laughs> Everybody's just YouTubing each other, looking for advice, and nobody really knows. <laughs> no, seriously. She asked him, like, did you, like, take a class or do some special training or, like, do research on, like, how to take care of these cats and, like, where to keep them and how to keep them stored, how to train them? And he's like, oh, no, she has lived in the house and she was a pup, and I've just been basically, like, trial and error. And mm. he's got this four or 500-pound lion and it's one of a few different wild cats he has a leopard i think or a cheetah he had a cheetah they took it out to the to the desert and the cheetah chased this rabbit and it's just fucking nuts man those guys they say they have so much money but because of their islam views that they're really limited to how they can stunt basically you know they can't buy fancy clothes and do a lot of stuff so they can they can buy cool cars and then they can like buy exotic animals and and stunt on Instagram otherwise wow. you know it's like guns and shit but they can't do clothes and everything so they're trying to get creative and they have so much money but they're limited yeah to what they can kind of you know promote or 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 do with themselves or express yeah. themselves so what a weird it's place to be wild. in Fucking crazy, bizarre. Yeah, interesting. Man, we've um we have a zoo here in Qingdao. Uh, that's it's terrible, man. It's it, I feel so bad. Like we've taken kids there on outdoor activities before, uh, to you know review animals and shit with them. But like it's so sad going there. Like the smaller animals, not that big of a deal. But um, when you get into bigger animals like their cats and stuff, like. They have two lions there, and the lions are in basically like this concrete cage that's like the size of like maybe somebody's living room. And like that's it. That's the only place you see the lions. Like they're never out roaming around on grass or anything like that. They're just laying down on concrete inside this cage. And 
that's all I get to do. Maybe they have an area in the back that they get to actually move around in and stuff, but anything that the people see is just like in a cage just so people can look at it. <laughs> you smoking too much? Is that your fire alarm? I am not joking. That hit I just took set off the fire alarm. <laughs> I paused my I, I, I muted my mic to take a hit from the bong and I literally set out the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's a first. What's the name of that shit you're smoking, man? Does it have a name? I'm sure it does, but the chick that we get it from works at the dispensary, and she just kind of sells it to us on the side because we don't have our card. So oh. she just she always packages it in just a um, unlabeled container, so there's never a name on it. But man, gotcha. that shit is amazing. Hmm. I wish smokes real. Well. Sounds fun. Yeah. All I'm doing is I got a little bit of wine, man. I, there were some okay. bottles at the convenience store or the grocery store. Buy one, get one free, a bottle of wine. It's, uh, it's kind of shit, actually. But, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not terrible. <laughs> it's a wine episode. It's wine. Dude, I don't know I mean, what the fuck I'm doing when I drink wine. Yeah, those people who, like, swirl their glasses and sip it yeah. and spit yeah. it back into the glass and says, ah, this tastes like pecans. Like, what the fuck? It tastes like fucking wine, man. You don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, At least to I can me. see it. I can see it. Like I got, I got a couple layers in my palate, but some of these guys, yeah, they're like, I can, I can taste the snail gliding across the dirt. It's like what? <laughs> you just, just make shit up. You could, you could just go in there and make shit up and be a sommelier by just expressing. Just be creative. In a way. Yeah, 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 very creative. Oh, this is find like about twelve, rocks. fifteen different flavors that you can use and be like, oh, this has a hint of this with a, with a touch of that. Oh, you don't. And this nicely blended together. No, uh, they could debunk you though. Yeah, liar. You know, you'd be like, yeah, those real I made people. this wine, and there's literally no lemon in it. And you're like, <laughs> well, they used to make lemon in this area back in the 1600s. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so it's in the yeah. it's in the soil. You just That's what they know. say for real. I swear to God, they they say like you can taste the tobacco coming through on certain wines just because of the region that it's in. And I believe it, but like, yeah, because of throughout history, people have planted and grown different things in different areas. And that comes through on the wine is like, um, the, especially if somebody were to almost like have a farm uphill and then as the water runs down and then kind of waters your shit and like they supposedly all that stuff comes through in the wine and, and certain people can, Pick up on those things. It's interesting. But yeah, you could I'd, go in there and just be a total bull, bullshitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. I heard a fun fact the other day that now I haven't searched this like myself to see if it's true or not, but somebody told me that um, like 80% of the world's garlic is grown here in this province that I live in in China. 80%? 80% of the world's garlic is grown in this area not in Qingdao, but like just in the province that we live in that's in China. insane i thought that's a, this, that's a, uh, yeah that's a lot amount. i mean that's a lot of garlic Dude, i got a tub of garlic, of garlic in here from costco and i'm thinking like 80 percent of that i just i don't know Maybe. i don't know i have to see i have to i don't know, I don't know. jamie crazy. can you fact check that for us hang on a second right, let's jamie, get a fact checker judo pull that out <laughs> <laughs> Judo, he's on it. He's looking right now. Judo, shit, dude. I woke up this morning and he had thrown up on the bed. Oh my god, he threw up at the foot of the bed and shit because like 
I um, when I was processing that elk, I sawed off the ends of the legs, you know, so there was the hoof and then about I don't know a foot and a half of bone connected to it, and uh, so I just toss it out there. I let him chew on it and stuff, and he tried to eat the hoof. And he threw up pieces of that hoof all over the bed. So, like, I immediately got up and was like, what the fuck, dude? <sighs> That's yeah, pretty so funny. Did all the laundry and stuff. But man, what the fuck, dude? He don't do nothing, but, he, you know, he just lays around and shits and throws up on things and gets hair everywhere <laughs> at the fucking vacuum and sweep 14 times a week. And But I love him. Yo. All right, so according to Wikipedia... Garlic production in China is significant to the worldwide garlic industry as China provides 80% of the total world production. Wow. So following China, China so you're in the is India, there. which does 5%. So most of your Damn. garlic comes from China. Hmm. Most right, of the world's garlic. Most of the world's garlic, yeah. Well, you got to think, though, like a restaurant... That goes through a lot dude, of garlic, garlic is in a everywhere. lot of restaurants, dude. They, yeah, they're 100% buy it in bulk from China, you know? Probably. Dude, I, I use garlic every day. Garlic is so good for you. And so, I, yeah, we got that tub from Costco. I, I swear I put that thing on everything, the steak and eggs and salads. I don't give a fuck. I thought, it's like just minced garlic. It's easy, easy to use, and it's super good for you. So I just oh you just buy the tub of mince garlic so like all the work is already done for you. Yeah, I mean i I like the idea of the cloves, but the convenience I hate the cloves of the mince is just I hate the cloves, man. Peeling them and then I never know how to chop it up or slice it up or whatever, and then like how to cook it or for how long or whatever. No, I like yeah, it. Like, I like I, it. It's cool because you, you take a, you rip a piece off from the whole piece of garlic and then you smash it with the side of your knife. And then when you smash it, uh, the inside separates from the outside, like really easy for some reason. And so you take that outside piece off like an onion almost. And then the, the inside, it's like a sticky, you, you'll see it's like, it looks like minced garlic already, you know, that's not cut up and just like this piece that looks like a peanut or something. So it's not too bad, hmm. but I wouldn't eat near as much garlic if it wasn't minced already because I just don't like taking the time to chop. You know? Sure. If it's more convenient, I always lean, lean towards that because you can get the benefits, but like not fall off and, um, you know, just not do it because you're like, man, I don't feel like fucking. I use garlic, garlic powder. Does that count for anything? I don't know. I don't know. I've wondered about that because we've been making kombucha and we want to do a ginger kombucha and we have a ton of ginger, but like ground ginger. And I was wondering, could we use that instead of the actual fruit? But I, I think you're better off to, to use the actual, is it a fruit or a vegetable? I think a vegetable. What's probably. that? It has ginger. to be a vegetable. No, it doesn't have ginger. seeds or anything. Yeah. It's, no, it's yeah, a yeah. root. It's not a vegetable. It's just like a oh, root. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a root. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, mm. I imagine using the root is much better than the powder. No, I'm sure. In that case, yeah. in the kombucha case. But as far as nutrition, I don't know. I don't know. You know? I bet there's some additives in that powder. I don't know. I have to, use, I have to look at the ingredients. I bet it's mm. not just pure ginger. 
No. And then with the pure not. ginger, you get the fiber and everything else. So that's probably the Gotta way. Got to go, go pure, man. Yeah. But anyways, I thought that was a crazy stat. 80% of the world's garlic. Yeah, and you think about like all the restaurants and stuff that have to buy that shit all the time. That's just a lot going out. I remember working in restaurants too. That shit was, uh, that was fun. That was good days working in it restaurants. Was it was fun, shitty. I mean, like looking back on it, I'm glad Alfredo's. I'm out of it and I progressed and moved on from that. But like in the time when we were there doing it, it was pretty fun, man. There were some good times. What was your What was your favorite part about like being a server? I like that nobody takes it serious. Like everybody, well, there's that select few. <laughs> there's that there's like, that one person at every place that, who does take it serious. Yeah, I'm mean, usually <laughs> over 35, over 36, you know, just kind of bitter about everything because their dreams didn't take off and now they're still working at the restaurant bartending and they kind of think they're the shit because they have seniority and they've been there for 12 years, but also they want to leave, but they're never going to leave because... They just won't. They're just, they're (laughs) stuck. Yeah, man. Besides those Everybody knows that one person. Yeah, people like you and I who are like, this is clearly a stepping stone and I'm just going to while out while I'm here. And it's so much fun. I had so much fun. I would do it now. I might still do it now. Just for shit. I I mean, just. I worked at Alfredo's right before we left to move up here. Just go in for a few shifts and, all right, guys, that was fun. See you later. Hell yeah. That's kind of nice. You make, you know, 80 to 200 bucks in an evening, and then, yeah, like I'm bounced. That is one of the best things, or like one of my favorite things when I was doing it. It was definitely like the money in your pocket after every shift. I mean, you could work a double or like just work straight through, and man, you could make so much money in a day. Uh, And it was always nice just having that money in your pocket. But that was kind of like a negative thing about it, too, though, because like you could make that money so easily. So when you get done, you're like, man, I want to go spend it on this, even though you got some bills that are due in a few days. But you're like, fuck it. I'll make that I'll make that money back tomorrow night. So I'm still going to go out and spend my money on this or this instead. So it's like so easy to. To not be frugal with your money and just spend it on bullshit Um, because it's just there every day and it seems so convenient. Yeah, and you but, can get you trapped know. in that serving thing because oh, yeah. you bring home, you know, 600 bucks a week in cash, and then you're looking at these jobs that want to pay 15 bucks an hour. Like, damn, in two weeks, I'll make $600. I can make yeah. that in, if I'm lucky, three, four nights. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, Why would I, said, spend I mean two weeks doing what I could do in four days and then just be like, hey, I'm taking off for two weeks? Like, okay. Like, you take off for two weeks right. at another job, they're going to dock you and be like, well, that was all your time. Till next year. Fuck yeah. that, dude. I can't do that. I can't do that. There's some yeah, jobs man. that only give you one week a year. That's so fucked up to me. I'm like, what? Like, if I'm elk hunting, that's when I'm just getting started. Like, if I'm hunting, it takes me a week just to fill the place out, you know? <laughs> it takes me two more weeks Oof. to get an animal. I'll tell you. Yeah, man. Luckily, we get, we have, I guess we have about a week of paid, but like we have like holidays and there's other times that like we could kind of just like take a couple extra days off and do what we want to here. But man, China is so fucking weird when it comes to working too. So like say, say, all right, our normal working days or our normal days off are Monday and Tuesday, right? But say a holiday falls on like a, falls on like a Wednesday, okay? So like they'll give you Wednesday off and maybe 
so like you'll get like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, but then they'll want you to make up that day off on one of your normal days off. So maybe like the next week they want you to come in on like a Monday because they gave you a day off the last week. You know what I mean? So like if they give you time off, like you always have to make it up like somewhere else later on the schedule. And it's, uh, it's so annoying, man. The foreigners and all of the teachers here always throw fits about it. Every single, every single time a holiday rolls around and the school is like, okay, you have this time off, but you're going to come in and do this instead. Everybody's like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. Why? And I don't get how like people don't understand that that's just like how it is here. So every single time it happens, people bitch and complain about it, even though there's nothing that the school is going to do to change it. That's just how it is. And it's just everywhere here. It's not just the school. It's all businesses, even like professionals, man, who like go to their regular, you know, nine to five jobs during the week. All, all businesses do it that way here. You get, a time, you get some time off or any extra time off. You're making it up later on a day that you would normally have off. So... That's it's like just when you culture. were a kid and y'all had uh, snow days and then you had yeah. to make it up at the end of the year. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Man, fuck them days. Um, no, I wasn't too bad actually like tacking it on to the end of the year. I would much rather have the snow days in between throughout the week and then tack it on at the end for sure because by that time I'm already kind of, you know, just in a flow of going to school and shit but having them free days throughout the week dude that was so much fun man you wake up at you wake up in the morning and then check that put it on like channel nine and then watch it scroll across the screen and wait for canadian county and if it doesn't pop up maybe you wait for the ease for el reno and then yeah you're like (laughs) and you would wait you'd be watching that news right until you had to walk out the door your head is like peeked around the corner looking at the tv in the living room waiting to walk out the door just seeing if it scrolls across (laughs) yeah but I would it wake up like early on bad. those days. I'd wake up oh, before my alarm even went off to run downstairs and check the news. Hell yeah. yeah. Hit up everybody be like, I want to go sled. <laughs> there wouldn't even be any snow on the ground. <laughs> Maybe just like a trace of snow would come through and you'd still try to go outside and go sledding down a hill. You're Hell like pushing yeah. yourself down a hill because <laughs> there's no snow to go down. That's wild. Uh, it was rare to find a hill, you know, like yeah. period, like, let alone like with snow on it. People would go to those bridges or like, you know, like between the the interstates and there's like the hills, like where the bridges. Oh, yeah. Know, uh, like going down 81. Yeah. That's like the only place you could find is like a, a man-made, <laughs> man-made hill by a bridge to slide Yeah, there down. was no mountains, no hills, no natural hill stuff like that. It was, no. yeah, off of a highway or off of a, a even the lake, the man-made lake, the off the dam. There was oh, a yeah. hill. You know, you could bomb that hill, but, like, there was just no natural hills. I think you had to travel far and wide for a natural hill. (laughs) That's Oklahoma for you, man. I tell people that all the time. They're like, you're from Oklahoma? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you never really want to go there, though. Um, The only thing, like, I'd say the only thing to see in Oklahoma is, like, cows and tornadoes. I feel are, like, the most interesting things sometimes. I like home. I mean, it is great. You, you found your things to do. Like if you live there, you found your ways to have fun. But it's definitely not a spot that you should go take a vacation in. I don't think. Like nobody's ever like, oh man, I got a I got a four day weekend coming up. What am I gonna do? Fuck, let's go to Oklahoma City. Hell yeah, pack your bags. We going. That's not gonna actually. Happen. That's how my cousins think who live in eastern Oklahoma. They <laughs> like their vacations are to the city. Because that's what yeah. you call it in Oklahoma. If you're going to Oklahoma City, you just say the city. Because it's like the only city <laughs> worth talking about. 
I know. That or Tulsa, maybe. But Tulsa's kind of gotten a bad rap here lately, so it's just just Oklahoma City or maybe Norman or more. But But my cousins, they would travel four hours to go to Oklahoma City, and then they'd do it all, you know, like uh, Frontier City, then Bricktown, and do, do everything while they were out in Oklahoma City. That, that was a big deal for them. That was like us going to Dallas. Mm. Yeah. It's hilarious. We'd go out there for the holidays, and they were just so excited about Oklahoma City. Oh, we City. got city it, folk it coming to visit us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it like out there? Y'all got a Macy's? <laughs> Ooh, do you guys like going to that Penn Square Mall? Man, that Penn Square Mall is great, isn't it? You can do everything I've in Googled there. Googled it. It's got four point seven stars. I never seen a mall with four point seven stars. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I do miss those days though, like of just country fun. Man, like the floating the river outside of El Reno. Yeah, it was yeah. a a super shitty river. We should have never been out there. I'm surprised nobody ever died when we did that shit. Yeah, that's but weird. man, it those was like summer- rust water. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And if an accident happens, there's nobody, there's nobody close by, and it's gonna take forever to to find help if something bad happens. And there were some things that would happen sometimes, like like the the water would be too high, and you're going around a bend. Like I remember, I think it was like Patrick and somebody else were in like a little metal John boat, you know, like a little two man boat, and they're going around this corner, and the water is high and kind of moving, and they get swept underneath this tree. And they, they get the boat turned sideways and it gets caught on the branches and then it flips and sinks and like throws everything out of the boat. Their ice chest and everything that was in it gets fucked up and they're all swimming, trying to recover everything and get to the banks and nobody else can do anything. They're drunk in an inner tube and can't really help. So it was just a disaster of a time. But man, that's what they would do. Or they would jump off of that train bridge into the river, man. There could be giant limbs floating down the water nobody's ever going to see it and you could jump onto it or who knows what was in the bottom of that thing but nobody cared man because that's what we did to have fun in el reno you have to you got to find your ways to to entertain yourself as a small town kid (laughs) oh for sure you had nothing to do they're still doing that till this day i saw um i was on face page a couple months ago and saw Patrick <laughs> Face asking page. people if they wanted to go float the river. I was like, "Damn, this dude's still like in a, like the river, like the river north the town, or like the yeah, good the river. river, that river, North Canadian." Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I remember going to the Illinois again in my adult life, and then going back to that North Canadian river and being like. This was fun. I'm better than this. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it was fun in the time. No, Funky. the good float trips are great, man. Like the ones up in the Illinois, oh, like when it it's just so a party the whole time. Like that was awesome. Um, you start your day off at, you know, 9, 10 a.m. And by 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, there, there were very few times I remember getting off of the river and going back to the cabin. Just a shit show of drinking and smoking. and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Again, surprised nobody ever died on those things. There but, was that man. one time, like a, the one of the last times that we floated it. Maybe the last time that we floated it when Johnny and everybody was there. You were there oh, for yeah. sure, right? Um, and I didn't drink that time because I was doing that fitness stuff, and it was interesting. You know, like floating the whole river as an adult with all my friends, fucked up. 
and getting to the end and actually remembering everything, going back and like just seeing like how sloppy. I mean, dude, you remember you pissed yourself or something in front of everybody, and Jody was like kind of mad at you. <laughs> like, she still complains were... about that to this day. She tells people <laughs> that story about I was standing by the river on the bank with my shorts on. And I just peed yeah. right there, just down my leg, down my shorts. I could have gotten the water and made it like a little, a little less obvious. But yeah, just no. Like you used the the beach as the stage, and everybody was kind of just at the foot of the water <laughs> and the beach, and like you were out there by yourself, just like kind of face towards everybody and everybody was yeah. like watching you because you were so fucked up you just stop and then you just like <laughs> start pissing yourself <laughs> and i was like i was so happy i've, I've never been that happy I, oh it was man so funny i love that- it. <laughs> I, that's what i love about you like just, <laughs> life is not serious and 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 you don't know you're not one to take it serious either. And no, it's fun. Man. Like you should have fun, like and laugh and be goofy and silly. I love that. That is my favorite, absolute favorite thing. And when you man, piss jo- yourself, it's like it does all come <laughs> together. Jody showed me this video. Man, I used to like getting into <laughs> you may have seen this before too. I used to like getting into dance offs, man. At like <laughs> at like <laughs> Like clubs or bars when I would start drinking, like the music would be going and there'd be a couple people dancing, not even really a dance floor, but there'd be a couple people dancing. You'd see one guy kind of start, you know, throwing down some dance moves and I'd be like, nah, fuck this guy. I'm going to go have a dance off with him. And I would just be drunk as shit. (laughs) Dude, I can't dance worth a shit, man. I look terrible. Like, it's so funny because like in the moment when I'm in there, of course I'm drunk and shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I got this. And I start doing this, just this weird shit. I move my bodies in ways that nobody should ever dance. And uh, it seems like fun and I feel like I win in the end. But then Jody shows me the video the next day because there's always a fucking video the next day. And I watch it for about three seconds. So I'm like, turn that shit off. I can't watch this right now. Dude, you are a oh, Will Ferrell man. movie. Like you had a dance off, and in your mind you killed it, and then you yeah. watch the actual video, and that's just that is too funny, man. Yeah, man. I remember one I time that you were out, and uh, you there there a bunch of people were doing karaoke, and and uh, people were really feeling the karaoke, you know, and then you go up there and you refuse to do karaoke and you do stand up. Yeah. And uh yeah, them ladies were heckling you and stuff. I was really trying to cheer you on and and like get get some momentum, but it just really wasn't working. Those, yeah, that didn't go ladies, so well. That was probably not the best the spot momentum. to try to do a to try to do a stand up bit. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm not very good. It, you know? You I'm not very good it. with like my timing on things like that. Um I do that yeah, shit. At least you're in tune with what you want. Oh, yeah, definitely. If I yeah, if I want to yeah. do something, if I want to get on stage and do something for people like I'll go ask and I'll go try to do something. Yeah. I catch you can myself. You hear it and you engage. You're like, man, I want to do that. And then it happens. Like you're active about it. That's that's good, man. Those, those, the, see, you're acting on them ideas, you know? Yeah. Dude, when we were in the... Uh, <laughs> When we were in the Philippines this last time a few weeks ago, we went to this nightclub. It was like a, it's called Galaxy. Um, just this big, you know, like EDM music nightclub type feel, like, you know, security guards everywhere. And like, it really was just kind of like a classy big club, you know, um, a legit like dance party club. 
but I get there and of course start drinking and shit. And there's like a stage and the DJ's up in the middle of the stage and I'm like, man, I want to rap an Eminem song right now. And so I go up and ask the DJ and I was like, yo, can I rap an Eminem song? And, uh, and he let me do it. Um, but the thing is, he like, he cut it off like after like the first verse and like went back to his EDM music and, uh, and I, I was kind of, I was kind of a little upset at the time. Like I kind of looked at him, I was like, "Man, what are you doing?" I was just getting started, but come to find out, like we went back later on that week, and I talked to him again, and he ended up like he says, like, "Yeah, man, I got you the whole song this time," and he let me get up and do it again, and I just wrapped on stage in this club in front of a bunch of people with some Eminem song, and then went on with my night. Yeah, I dude, man, I don't know why I'm always trying to find that find that moment where I can do something. I don't know. Yeah, I like you that need feeling. To be an entertainer of some sort. You I know, want to, man. That's in you. Need to do some more stand up or something. It's hard to find. Like, well, stand up isn't really a thing here at all. I guess I could always huh. maybe work towards making it a thing. There's a big community yeah. of foreigners here who are probably looking Dude, for something yeah. like that. That would be awesome. Like there doing were, the foreigner comedy scene. You should yeah. totally, totally try to put something like that together. That would be so cool. And there is a popular expat bar here that uh, that does stand up comedy. Expat. They do it on Friday nights. Expat, well, you know the foreigner bar, foreigner word, Lawai. Um, they do stand up comedy like on Friday nights, like every other Friday night. But the comedy is only in Chinese. Like they only have Chinese people come and do it because there's no other foreigners here who want to get up there and tell jokes. So. That's wild. I wonder what the Chinese people are joking about. You know. I wish oh, I could I understand know, right? that, like a translation <laughs> of some sort. You need to go in yeah. there and what's that app? Oh, just just, just a translation app and just try to listen to what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah what, what did the Chinese people find funny? It. Yeah, I'd love to love to uh, kind of listen in on that. See how far they take it. It'd be interesting, man. There's a documentary on Netflix that's called like a something. I mean, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it's about um, it's about a guy who like travels to like these you know these countries to where there's a lot of crime and like you know bad government and things like that and kind of third world countries. But he finds comedy scenes there and he finds comedians whether they're making their own little small TV show and putting it online or if they're actually trying to do stand up at places because he's trying to find like you know what's funny in all of these different cultures and um, it's a really interesting documentary about uh like I said just different places in the world that like it's like the last place that you think would be comedy or like have a comedy club or you know comedians trying to do stuff but everywhere there's somebody trying to do something so it's really interesting to like see you know what other people find funny and like how they find their humor and you know what they have to go through to get their humor out there whether it's a, a radio show or putting things online that shouldn't be put online like they could get in trouble for or you know whatever but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's that Larry Charles yeah, dangerous yeah. world of comedy. Dangerous. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a few episodes of that. Yeah, and he'll go into countries that you could get killed for doing comedy. It's crazy. And people have gotten killed for doing comedy. Many people. Yeah. yeah that, that's just nuts. But they're saying that the comedy is just helping people tremendously like get oh, through sure. this rut. Man, people man, need something to laugh about. Like they always say, imagine, man, laughter is the best medicine. Imagine a world without art. Imagine a world without music and comedy and 
um, art itself. You know, I'm looking at this candle and it's decorated in this beautiful piece of artwork, you know, where there's cotton and sage and zucchinis and shit. Like it just looks beautiful and it's just laying around like it just, in, it just increases or it, uh, what's the word? It, it enhances my, my world amplifies. And my environment. Yeah. Amplifies art is amazing. It, it makes the world livable. Right? Yeah. That's that weed yeah, talking would, here, oh bro. Oh, my God. It would be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just it, love... I just love everything. I just want to... <laughs> no, seriously. Great. The comedy... No, I know, man. I know. Is the <laughs> art in the... Just terrible situation. And there's just something there to cling on to, you know? Oh, sure. Something humane. Mm. Or just... Maybe, I don't know. Nah, I get it. Yeah, man. It's, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll look into that or try to start putting some together. Because I know that, like, there's definitely places, there's a couple of places I could do comedy here. Like, if I really wanted to put the time into, you know, start writing some new shit and putting it together. I could get a crowd easily. I know enough people here and I know where people go and where they like to hang out and shit. So, the crowd wouldn't be hard to find. It's making sure the product is right before... I get up there and do it because, man, that's me. Like, I want everything to be perfect. Like, if I'm going to go on stage and do comedy, like, I'm very particular about, like, when I decide to go up and tell jokes because, like, I want things to be um, – I want them to just – I want them to be ready. Like, I don't want to go up and just try to bullshit yeah. about stuff. Like, I really try to perfect what I'm trying to say and the timing of it and how it's expressed to make it, like, as, you know, as funny as possible when it's being said. So, like – As you should. Yeah, so like if something's not ready or if I don't feel like I have, you know, enough material to cover a certain amount of time, like I don't I don't fuck with it. Like I'll turn it down back. No, I need to wait. I need to work on it somewhere before I get up and do it because I just want it to be good, man. Like there, it sucks going up on stage and like bombing, you know, the term bombing. Like you go and you try to say some shit and people don't laugh and people, they don't think you're funny. Like I don't like that. Like fuck that. That's a feeling that like I want to go through as little as possible. So if I'm not ready – I'm not going to do it. So. Yeah, but I almost every good comedian I've ever heard talk about their stand-up career and them coming up, they go in and they practice. You know, they, well, they sure. go in there and they bomb on purpose and they kind of like they evolve their material. Dave Chappelle, they say he'll just go up there for like three, four hours and just fucking smoke cigarettes and blunts and just talk shit. And he's trying to see what gets a laugh and then maybe he'll record it and then he'll go back and then say, oh, damn, that piece got a laugh. And then he'll start evolving that piece. He'll put that piece in his practice sets and then he'll probably even try different words, you know, instead of saying this dude, he'll say this dude in a different manner. And that might be funnier than the original way he said it. And then you can manipulate everything about it. Imagine how many different tricks like Dave Chappelle or Seinfeld has when they're up on stage, depending on the way the crowd's feeling or how they're reacting to things or just the timing and uh, the punchline. Everything has to be perfect. It's you know, oh, yeah. a recipe. It's a recipe. It's, you know, you're trying to make Parmesan chicken. There's a way to make it and make it fire, but there's a way to burn it and make it taste like shit. <laughs> that comparison <laughs> yeah. definitely 
Yeah, man. That's yeah. uh that's the you know, that's the thing about like where I'm at too though, is like the opportunity to spend that much time to to practice and try shit out and to clean and polish, it's yeah. It's not really here, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, making the most of what you got to work with, I guess, and going from there. But yeah, you know. I'll we'll like see what happens. It. I'm such a pussy, so. dude. Like the thought of getting on stage and just that alone, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. So, like karaoke, you don't like karaoke? Fuck no, I've never done karaoke <laughs> in my life. Do you ever sing? Like when? Okay, yeah. Do you ever sing regular songs, not rap songs, but like if you hear a song you like, like, do you ever oh, for sing? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll but to yourself, never around other people. Maybe Mercedes. Uh, no. If I'm feeling it, I will definitely. Sing, let it out. You know, I can't yeah. help it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's always like a good solid song, you know. Like, I can't just get up there and fucking sing Spice Girls in front of a bunch of drunk people. I just can't do it. Just, <laughs> it's not in me. <laughs> no, man, I like but it. If I'm jamming because... out to a good ass song, I like I can't help but sing along, you know. No, nah, man, I like doing it at all because I like the entertainment side of it too. Like, it's not getting up there. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I like I like it because laugh. of the people's reaction that comes from it when I do it, you know. Yeah. So, because like I do oh, it in I a way, I try to do it in a way that's entertaining and that makes people laugh and like have a good time. So mm-hmm. like you know, it's almost like more of doing it for them than myself. Yeah. I don't know. I remember like being in school and having your buddies in class with you, and a certain classes you would just have this good chemistry, and you know you might be in like eighth grade ninth grade and y'all would just improv it would be like an improv session the entire class just bullshitting i remember i've had a math class and art class and shit like that where it was just me and a bunch of my buddies and it was it was like uh that drew carey show you know whose line is it Mm -hmm. we would just riff it was so much fun you know we would just crack up oh my god there's nothing funner than that yeah, I sharded my pants in school one time. Does that count? I almost sharded my pants once. I used to like never try to poop at school, but man, this one time <laughs> I just couldn't help it. I remember and like I went in there and blew it up. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I don't mind pooping in public places, man. There's this one guy that works at our school who refuses to poop in public at our school. Like he will get on the on his lunch break, he gets on the subway and takes a twenty minute subway subway ride home to his apartment so he can go poop there and then comes back to school. Uh, to do the second half of the day like he refuses to use the toilets at the school he has to go home and they're not even that yeah. bad man like they're clean and stuff like there's always people there and taking care of him and shit but he just refuses to use public toilets <laughs> i remember yeah. i was in the I've toilet one something time about mercedes she like if we're gonna go out like say we're gonna go to a movie maybe earlier in the day like 10 11 o'clock like she'll wait to go to the bathroom until later and then we'll get to the movies and she goes straight to the bathroom and i always think to myself a lady poops in public like Mm -hmm. a lady will wait and deposit in public before blowing up the toilet at the house Mm. you know like if she knows we're going out early she'll go she'll she'll wait and yeah do the do later at the restaurant you know so i don't have to deal with it here Mm. that's nice of her it's just stuff you pick up on. Yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, man. It's kind of weird to think about when you think like everybody poops. Everybody poops. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> Like sure. you think about like the person you look up to the most and then like picture them on the toilet taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. Or like somebody that's very like high class and uppity. Like Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, you picture know, Obama taking a shit? What do you think Obama does on the toilet? You think he's on his phone? You think he's is he getting breached by security outside the door? Like, what does Obama do when he's sitting on the toilet? If I was the does, president, I would take the longest shits. <laughs> Every shit you take is is like oh a solid 25, 30 minutes. Everybody's like <laughs> on your ass all the time. I'd just be in there like just ah, uh, just chilling, like oh just my doing God, nothing. This is the one place, like motherfucker. There's probably like an escape route in here and cameras and everything else and you're still not alone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But That's probably like the only time he gets to like, you know, play his candy crush or something is when he's in the bathroom. Yeah, just chill. Just get away from Man, it all. I'm thinking about taking a shit right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll just continue the podcast, man. You can just sit on the toilet and do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not far from it. Dude, I, th- mm. I man, I think I told you before, but like... I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago, early on in deer season. I took a shit before leaving in the morning and then, you know, drank a couple coffees and then got out there. And usually I don't have to shit when I get out there, but it must have been something I ate. But, oh, my God, dude. I was about to shit myself. I was trying to find the toilet paper in my bag because once you're out in the wild and you start shitting, like, you can't move, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's no like like running around trying to find my toilet paper. Otherwise, in the way this shit was, I would just have gotten it all in my pants. Mm. And so I'm like, I have to take a shit so bad. And I'm like trying to find the toilet paper. And like very last minute, I finally find the toilet paper. And as I'm like pulling my pants down, it's like shitting before, you know, as it clears mm. my butthole. They're, they're like the shit's coming out as soon as my pants clear my butt. Oof. And it was that like coffee, a life changing shit. It like. I don't know. It, it changed me. It changed me into a different person. <laughs> it did. Like the feeling that I had post shit, I felt kind of, uh, I don't know, wound up and um, uptight. But just like tense. the relief of it. Yeah. And then I, sh- I took that shit and I felt, I've never felt so at peace. <laughs> It was amazing. I don't know what happened, like what it is. I did, I like, I, I had recently changed my diet and I've been adding a bunch of like different seeds and oils and um, just just all kinds of weird shit. And um, then I took that shit and it was just like, oh my God, I just felt, I can, it was almost euphoric. <laughs> I can still kind of feel that sensation till this day, you know? Mm. It was almost like a, like a cocaine high or something. It was a high. There is something about that though, man. Like when you really have to go and like you're forced to hold it in and you're forced to like wait to like wait to get to a moment to like let it happen. Man, I remember one time I was uh we were in uh New York. We were in New York City and we were finishing up with a long night trying to walk back to the subway and I had to pee. I had to pee so bad. It's by far the most I've ever had to pee in my life. And given it was New York City, I probably could just piss on the side of a building, but I didn't want to do that. I was like, I have to get to a restroom. And it was late, man. It was like after 11 o'clock, a lot of places were closed, so I couldn't just walk into, you know, 
There were just wasn't places around you just walk into and take a piss. Finally found the spot. And we get there, and because it was, like, the only spot in the area that was open, like, the only bathroom, there's a line of, like, seven people waiting to use this bathroom. And they literally had, like, one toilet that everybody had to use. And so I'm, like, waiting in line, and, like, I, I have never been this close to pissing my pants before. And, like, I, I finally got to a point, like, I had to go to the front of the line and tap the first on short, and I was, like, I, had, I explained to him, like, you don't understand. I will literally piss my pants if I do not get to go in front of you. And they let me go. <laughs> But again, that feeling of when it finally all comes out and you can just breathe oh. for a second, you're oh like, my God. okay, everything's all right. <laughs> I survived. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at holding it in, man. I, I can't do it. I can't hold it in. I, I, nah, I, I will drink 12 ounces of liquid, then I'll pee 36. I swear. Ounces. It, I don't get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dude, I've had that experience of like having to go... <laughs> having to to take a shit while hunting definitely been hunting like three times and of course one of them i go out there and just had again the worst feeling like you like i had to go there's no way i'm gonna hold it till we're done so i had to come up with a solution well i was in a blind i was i was hunting with bobby right and um i was in one of his blinds and um and i was sitting on a bucket you know like a bucket with like the padded lid and um i had to go and i was like well man i can't I don't want to shit near this blind because, you know, I don't want to scare anything away that could possibly come later by the smell. And then it hit me. I was like, well, I am sitting on a bucket. So I took the lid off of his hunting bucket <laughs> and I was shit in his bucket. <laughs> and then I just put the oh lid back on and continued back with my hunt. I didn't have anything to wipe with or anything to do that. I just had to, to let it go and then continue on with my day. And I told Bobby about it later, and he wasn't very happy. And so we had to go. When we get back into town, we went to our car wash. And then I had to use the hose oh at a car wash God, to spray kidding? my shit out of his bucket <laughs> at a car wash. Disgusting. Yeah, Dude, what you, you should have done is whatever your downwind is, go shit back that way and dig a hole and just shit in the hole. And then, like, whatever's downwind, like... Huh. Dig a hole. If I had, anything what, comes in over there, you're gonna get busted anyways. You know. Dig I mean? a hole with my hands. Hell yeah, I do it all uh, the time. Like with your boot or something. Uh no. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I could have made it that far. Like I waited till I got bucket? to a point where like oh I have God. to get this out right now. And if I was Bobby, so. I would have never used that bucket again. I would not have washed out that thing. I would have thrown it away. <laughs> we <laughs> we use the power washer at the car wash. It's fine. No, no. big deal. I'm throwing it away. <laughs> fuck it fuck it it's just a bucket <laughs> well man do what you gotta do when the time Shit, when nature calls man dude i almost pissed myself at that m&m concert in austin god I, that concert like, was bad ass. it was so awesome dude skrillex was there and like lana del rey no it was like during or after lana del rey was done and then Eminem was about to come on. We had great spots, man. I remember that. I had that. a can. I had like a 16-ounce can. And I was trying I, – I had shorts on. And I had that can up my shorts. And I had my dick in the tip of the can. Mm. And I was trying to piss. And I just couldn't do it. I just oh couldn't my gosh. do it. So I, I didn't know I that. I sacrificed my great seats for – a good piss. Dude, we were so yeah. close. I remember that. We were so close to the stage because yeah. Lana Del Rey, because we saw her, we were jamming, everything was great. And that was the same way. Dude, we were drinking so much beer, like 
There's no way we could have lasted any longer. I had to pee really bad too. And getting yeah. out of that crowd was fucking insane because like it's Dude. shoulder to shoulder everybody. You push one person, they push back. So like anytime you try to push or move through, people think you're trying to get to a better spot or whatever. And like nobody wanted to let you out of the crowd. It was ridiculous. And so then yeah. by the time like we get done and we get out, like I was like, there's no way I'm going to walk through that again. So we were like towards the back at the end. Still a good concert, but would have been a lot better up close. But yeah, man, what can you do? I didn't know you tried to piss in a can. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I imagine a lot of people probably just pissed where they were at oh multiple God. times. Dude, that I night. do remember. I, I was so fucked up, like not drunk and high or nothing like that. Just my body was fucked up. Like I had drank a lot the night before and ate who knows what. And then we get up in the morning. I drink a ton of caffeine. And I get there. There's, like, a ton of people. It's hot as fuck. And I start having, like, these little panic attacks. Not little, actually. Major panic attacks. And so I started out the concert with these panic attacks. So that was cool. And then I get to that (laughs) point where, like, it just, like, had to pee so bad. And so, like, that sensation, I was, like, dealing with that with a couple hours trying to, like, watch this concert and, like, keep these seats. But then finally I just, like... It was like, fuck it. I got to go pee. So we go pee. But I remember being in up front before Lana Del Rey, and I had the worst fart, like the worst <laughs> smelling farts. Like it was horrendous. And I let one rip in front of, I mean, you know, we were all packed in there like fucking sardines, and I, I, I farted like a huge, and it was just like a... Kind of, you couldn't nice. hear it. You know, it was SBD, and this chick was like, "What the fuck? Who the <laughs> fuck farted?" And I was like looking around, like, "Who the fuck was that?" You know, but it was totally me. And dude, and I was already fucked. I I almost threw up. <laughs> it was so bad. That's I was awesome. so fucked up. Like, yeah, the panic attacks, how my stomach felt, like just oh, the crowd. It was the heat. It was unreal, but. All the music and everything, it was just totally worth it. I just wish I would have been, like, more prepared, more comfortable, you Mm -hmm. know? But you learn. You learn as you, you know, go and go to more concerts and shit. Like, what you got to do. I I do have to say, that's one of my secret joys in life is, like, farting in public places and watching people react to it. (laughs) I don't know why, but, man, I can't. It's, like, so hard for me to hold my laugh in. Every time it happens, it happens on the subway sometime. Like when me and Jody are going to work, and Jody knows it's me every single time. So, like, yeah. as soon as she smells it, she just gives me that look, and I just do everything I can to hold my laugh back. And I'm looking around, and I can see other people making adjustments and shit because you know that they smell it too. Oh and for whatever like reason, the, I, I get, I get, a, man. I get some Christ. sort of a. Just a joy out of uh, yeah, yeah, farting like, in public. It's the funniest thing ever when somebody gets a whiff of your fart. Dude, one time I, I it was like one of those days after <laughs> drinking and eating bad, and then I had word the worst stinkiest gas ever, and I like farted in my hand, and I like I I cupped it and I like threw it in Mercedes's face like she was sitting right by me. We were laying on the couch. I farted in my hand and I threw it right to her face and she was gagging and I was la- I laughed so hard. I used to have Dumb a it. list of like the funniest things that ever happened 
and I would go through that list and just crack up, and that was that made the list. I laughed. I laughed so hard. Yeah, I made Jody literally throw up the other day. It was probably a few literally. weeks ago. But we were in the kitchen <laughs> cooking dinner, and I farted, and like she started smelling, it and she uh, did the gag a couple of times, covered her mouth, <sighs> and ran to the bathroom oh and vomited a little bit. Dude, just the <laughs> thought bad. of this is making me gag. I'm not. I don't do well with poop and stuff. It, no, it, it makes me. Oh my god! Just the thought no. of it, and like even but talking about it. But if it's your yeah. own and you know it's coming, <laughs> you catch a whiff. If it's my and you own, know, like, I don't feel so bad about it, really. And you know but, that other people are gonna yeah. smell it. Like for some, it, dude, it puts an excitement in me <laughs> that little things do. It is so that very few things funny. do. If you think it about it, it's like animals, like the skunk. The skunk farts. <laughs> And it's like a defense mechanism. That's almost like we're supposed to be using farts. You know, like maybe we do that for a purpose. It's like a defense mechanism. <laughs> like being able well, to spit, you know? It's like I don't know about all that. Man, I had a kid. Oh, fuck. Just today. I had a kid who had really bad gas in one of my classes today. And uh, uh, kids farts Chinese are gas. Kids I farts are like really bad. Garlic. Oh, it's worse than that, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pleasant fart, probably. Oh, mine are bad, dude. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> Man, what can you I do? Eat. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Sometimes it just depends. It's weird. Like if I eat broccoli or some shit like that, oh my god. Or like there's a sugar-free candy. I cannot eat it, dude. It's like I call them fart tarts because I'll just eat them <laughs> and like it's just like instantly gives me this amazing gas i don't i don't it's just crazy yeah i'm like 90 percent sure i'm lactose intolerant because like anytime <laughs> <laughs> anytime i eat cheese or some sort of a dairy product like yeah dude, i get <gasps> fucked up in the stomach man oh my god i haven't been to a doctor about it but i'm pretty sure i know what he's gonna tell me if i go <laughs> so <laughs> i gotta be careful on how much dairy i, I consume that. in a day i think i'm good with dairy we don't we don't really drink milk we drink almond milk and then, uh, but I do, I like getting like fancy cheeses, you know, I'll get like a block of like yeah. some weird cheese and then, um, uh, you can throw that shit on everything, chop it up into some eggs or like put it on a fucking cracker or just Dude, I eat a sandwich cheese on shit way yeah. more than I should, man. I've like here, like you can buy a like big, a, yeah. one of those like five pound blocks of cheese. It's mm-hmm. like, we'll get a big ass block of cheddar and we'll just munch on that shit for like a month. But man, we use it for everything too, cheese. man. Just like cut off. Sometimes I'll just like cut off a you know, a little half inch piece of like this big square and I just munch on cheese, man. Like while I'm watching Netflix or something, just cut it into little cubes and just eat cheese cubes or whatever. Like I find ways, like you said, to put it on everything. Not good, especially for being as lactose as intolerant as I probably am. Uh, no, it is good if you keep your carbs down to have that fat. Like there's great fat and cheese. Like you can, you can definitely have cheese, but you got to watch stacking it with carbs and sugar is the problem mm. yeah. yeah i haven't eaten pretty the good lately man like we've been doing a lot of good healthy shit at the house i haven't kind of getting into my workout routine a little bit more uh i'm getting there i've lost see i've changed shit for i guess like past what like three weeks and i'm down like three kilos which isn't a lot but that's like six almost seven pounds it's not a lot but it is a lot if you think about like picking up a seven pound weight at the gym. That's a lot of weight. And you think yeah. about, damn, I lost that. Like I used to be carrying around that seven pound weight. That's crazy to think. Yeah. 
Like said, it's trending in the right direction. Good. I could do more. Like I could do a lot heavier and a yeah. lot more. Uh, How much the you gym, plan on losing? Um, so like I'm at like eighty, a little over eighty-seven kilos right now. Um, I was at like almost ninety-one when I started. I was like ninety and a half. Um, I want to get down to like eighty, like eighty kilos. Man, so that's like another sixteen like pounds. A little over sixteen, 16 pounds. pounds, like twenty pounds, probably like another twenty pounds. Yeah. What's your weight? Right now. In pounds or kilos? Pounds. I don't... Shit. I'm American, dude. I don't do kilos. Dude, I forgot. I've been doing kilos doing. recently. It's like I'm starting to forget pounds. Um, so I'm probably like... Uh, I'm probably like one... Probably like 195, 196. I want to get down to like 180. 180? Yeah. Okay. Not far from it. Nah, it's not too bad. Do you lose weight pretty easy like when you just try? No. No, no, dude. My body has gotten into the habit of like <laughs> where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, not like I have to work, but like I said, I have been eating a lot better. Like we, I've been eating a lot more clean meals. Um, you know, I'll get fast food maybe like once a week now. When before it was like maybe three or four times a week. But like when we're at home, like tonight, like we made like some chicken wraps for dinner. Uh, so yeah. we've like just been doing like a lot of like chicken or fish, rice and a veggie for most of our meals here at the house. And started meal prepping a little bit again, too, like taking meals to work on the weekends and shit to try to get things a little bit better, you know, a little bit at a time. Yeah, you need to drop the carbs. You need to drop the rice and shit like that and then just add in the fats like avocado and stuff like that. I like avocado. Avocados are expensive. Well, okay, maybe I think they're expensive and they're really not. How much is one avocado – where you at? Where you live? I mean, it depends. Sometimes, like you'll go somewhere and it's like they'll have them for maybe like seventy five cents or something, and then you go somewhere else and they want like two dollars for this organic avocado. I'm like, man, fuck that! I ain't paying a dollar eighty nine for a fucking avocado. But sometimes yeah. you get lucky. We buy them from Costco though. There's like this big ass bag of them. They probably comes with like I don't know eight big big avocados i don't remember how much it is between five and ten bucks probably so they're fairly cheap if you buy them like that but costco's the shit dude costco is the amazon prime of grocery stores they just got a costco in oklahoma city but it opened like after we left people rave about costco i've never been i did sam's club is it like the same as sam's club but better yeah i think so i've only been to sam's club a few times but that's kind of what i get from Hearing people talk about it. I think one opened up in China and like they were going crazy, like stampede, people trying to get in there. A Costco? Yeah. Oh man. There's a place here called uh Metro, which is kind of like a Costco. I like going there because it's not really that you buy things in bulk, but they're just uh they have a they have a really good selection. You can get a lot of like Western shit there, and it's all pretty reasonably priced too. So that's pretty nice. Um but yeah, dude, at Costco. No, I've never, never been to one. But I don't know. I was asking about the avocados though, man, because avocados here, um, they're like ten kwai for one. So it's like you know a dollar fifty ish maybe for one avocado. And uh, and I always thought that that was expensive, a dollar fifty for one. So like I always kind of avoid buying them because I'm thinking like, man, I don't, I don't think they should be that much. Which really, it's not that expensive. I need to quit being a little. That's not too bad. But yeah, when you get up like near that two dollar range, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? But I, I feel like you can 
find them for under a buck a lot of times, you know, depending on where you go. But these, uh, these, um, Costco ones are huge, dude. They're like grapefruits or something. Like mm. maybe not grapefruit size, but more like an orange size. They're they're big, you know. That's nice. Not man. a cutie. They're tiny here. Not man. a cutie. An orange. An old Ours school, are like this classic orange. The ones here are like the size of like like goat testicles, man. They're not very big at all. Um, that's why I feel like I'm getting gypped off too. Like they're a just not very Rocher. big. Goat testicles? I I have no idea how big those are. I don't know either. That I'm probably exaggerating <laughs> a little bit on that. My bad. Maybe. Depending but on yeah, whatever. Maybe, you know. We bought some today, but that's because, like I said, we were making the wraps and we were trying to think of what all we wanted to put in them. And we saw the avocados as we were leaving the vegetable section. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. Let's get some for the for dinner tonight. Yeah, so I, bet. I splurged a little bit, <laughs> spent 10 quai <laughs> on ten an avocado. Quai. Okay. No, yeah. man, people say, like, it's so expensive to eat healthy. It's really not. That's bullshit. You could totally eat. I mean, imagine, like, that KFC run. How much do you pay for that KFC run when you get the bag of chicken and beer and everything? Oh, it's expensive, man. It gets up to probably, like, around, uh, yeah, probably like around 10 bucks, maybe. And how many quai is that? thousand? Oh, ten bucks. Oh no, ten bucks is probably like 100. seventy quai. Seventy quai. And yeah, then like how many avocados? Could seventy you or eighty. Seventy. Seventy quai. So you could get seven. I mean, they're seven ten a piece. Avocados. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and you could use those on all week. You know, for an entire week, it would feed you. You'd if you eat an avocado a day, fats. I could definitely eat an avocado a day. I could probably eat two oh, yeah, a day. Oh yeah, dude, actually. I put like an avocado on the eggs, and then I'll I'll eat it the other half later, like with a steak or something. Yeah, man, I had yeah. a steak for breakfast the other day, man. We had to wake up for I work too. on Sunday morning, and um, yeah, we didn't really have much to eat. I think we ran out of all of the eggs, and all I had was like a steak sitting in the fridge that I thought out the day before because I was gonna eat it for dinner the night before, but I ended up going out and. <laughs> to the gaming cafe and playing PUBG for a couple hours. Uh, so I woke up for breakfast and I was like, fuck, I have nothing to eat. I guess I'm just going to cook this steak. Because it only takes like, what, three minutes to cook a steak if you like to eat it kind of raw or rare. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I man. Like, underestimate like just how little time it takes to cook a steak. Yeah, dude. I have to use a cast iron, but a cast iron is still pretty, pretty, oh, does a pretty yeah. good job for cooking steak. Dude, I do that a lot of times with like some grass fed butter in that pan and then you kind of coat the steak with some um olive oil and yeah man you get that char and then just yeah do it on pretty hot you know not all the yeah. way on high but not medium either in between almost in between medium and high but then like a little more yeah <laughs> but the bur the butter will burn so you you gotta like get that butter heated up and then throw it in there and like just hit it for like yeah minute and a half maybe on each side depending on how thick it is and it's just yeah let it sit while you're prepping everything else and dude perfect i put salt pepper garlic and red wine and olive oil and then like let it soak and then do the butter thing in the cast iron oh it's you say let it soak like you like are you just like putting it in a bowl and then just like let it soak for what 10 15 minutes what are you doing like a ziploc or something sometimes i've done it like i'll just throw it in there and forget about it for a couple days or sometimes like you'll just be in a rush and do it it doesn't matter what you do like it's gonna taste good but if you yeah if you do it for a few days like it tastes even better you know 
<clears throat> we aged that meat for like a week, the deer and that elk. Like we hung it outside in the shed in like a dark, cool place, and then it stayed under 45 degrees for about a week. And uh, you can age that shit for, man, two months and get like a nice dark crust on it. And it makes the meat taste so good because it just, for some reason, just settles and gets to rest and everything just kind of calms down over that time. And um, you can even cook it in a way like I saw, I forgot what show I was watching, but they were aging meat and it was literally mummifying the outside of the meat. And they were eating it in, like, really, really thin slices. And, like, the outside was molded, basically. But that mold created a flavor. And they were using these molds to manipulate different flavors and, like, like literally coming up and inventing flavors with these different bacterias that were growing on these different aged meats. It it was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was a fascinating documentary i don't remember i don't remember what it, maybe it was like an anthony bourdain episode or something but yeah it was it was incredible yeah man i like meat man i, I don't know if i could ever switch to like a vegetarian especially vegan could never do vegan but even just a vegetarian diet i don't think i could ever do meats too too delicious to do yeah, there's it's, a it's so good there's a, a a meat store here that i just found out about recently that uh you can get so they serve like um like Australian grain-fed sirloins or ribeyes, or you can also get like a New Zealand grass-fed steaks, like ribeyes and shit like that. Damn, that's awesome. Um, or you can get salmon, like Atlantic salmon and some other shit. But they have really good packages. Like you can sign up for 100 RMB a week, which is like $15 a week, and you get your choice of uh, you can either do like a couple pieces of salmon and a couple of steaks, or you can do like three different steaks that you want of your choosing for 100 RMB. Um, it's like 15 bucks a week and they just like send it to your doorstep and you just get a bunch of like really good meat and How steaks. much would you get for 15 a week? Um, you get like three steaks. So you can get like a, like a sirloin, a ribeye and like a chuck roll, I think, or something like that. Three steaks a week. I feel like that'd be pretty good. For like 15 bucks. So it's like five Dude, bucks a steak, protein? five bucks a steak, 60 bucks and it's a like month. Good. And I've had it, I ordered it before and it's like, it's, it's good steak, man. It's like. Yeah. It comes frozen, but, like, when it thaws out, like, you can just tell, like, the yeah. texture of it and the flavor of it when I've eaten it. Like, it's good meat. It tastes really good. I mean, so. if I couldn't hunt like I do, I might be interested in something like that, you know, just to get that good quality. I think I've been so into quality here lately and trying to spend a little more or, or really search for that better brand because – I don't know, man. You're feeding your body all this weird shit. Like you're consuming these things, and and surely you're having a reaction to these things, right? Mm-hmm. In, in some sort of way. Like why not try to get the purest of the pure? In which yeah. we have to do. We have to eat several times a day forever. Like you, you, you should learn how to do it. Yeah, I hear you, man. But man, yeah, I go hard on some shit. You know that I definitely shouldn't be eating. There's, a, there's one of them KFC A&W combos down the street, you know, where you can pull around and eat. And like order no, 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 it's not KFC. It's Long John Silver's A&W. This is, this is KFC A&W. Oh. Dude, I'll get that $5 fill-up sometimes, or I'll get that <laughs> double cheeseburger. Oh, my God. After I killed that elk, I, came, I, I packed half of it out and then came home and kind of reset. You know, I got some coffee. Chugged a beer, hit the bong, 
and then I went to A&W and got a cheeseburger, and I was eating that burger on the way out to get the second half. Man, I felt I was just feeling so good, dude. I was just vibing out. <laughs> yeah, some music playing, eating this burger, celebrating. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. I imagine. Man, I'm a sucker for the A&W burgers, dude. Hey, that's okay. I I think I still think, dude. Honestly, my best burger that I've had back in the states, or at least the one that I like to eat the most, is like, uh, honestly, like a fried onion burger from one of the places in town. I knew you were gonna say that because I feel the same way. There is something about that burger that is infectious, and you can't stop thinking about it. Like periodically, it'll pop up in my head, and I can taste the mustard. And like that, that stringy, greasy uh-huh. onion, like tearing apart, and that little thin bun. But the bun's got like good taste and consi- consistency. It's just like the perfect little. Oh man! Like I've eaten a lot of burgers in my life, it, and like even I like there's food. even some good burgers I hear, like you know, good thick meat and like good toppings and stuff. But it's just something about like the flavor of those small town, or just the man like those fried onion burger joints in El Reno that, and uh. It's going to be hard to compare, like hard to find something that's better than that. So, but yeah, yeah. I like mayonnaise on mine though. I do mayonnaise, not mustard. Mayonnaise? Oh yeah. My God. I, I like mayonnaise, mayonnaise on but on that burger, the mustard, and then I dip it in ketchup. Like they put mustard no. on it, and then, I, then I dip it in ketchup. I'm a dipper. I don't. I don't uh, yeah. You're killing yeah. me. Don't put ketchup on. Nah, I hate ketchup on burgers, man. Hot dogs are okay. Brats are okay. But like. On burgers, what? nah, man. Fries, burger and really? ketchup is like the combo. No, no, no. Ketchup is designated for French fries, man. Like, put ketchup on fries, maybe a hot dog at the ballpark, but don't put it on burgers, man. You got to go with mayonnaise or mustard for a burger. I dip, or like, if I have the little sauce pack, I'll I'll put it on every bite. A little squirt of ketchup on every bite. That's the way to do it, man. I love that shit. You're making it's like angry American hot sauce right now. That's what ketchup is. Ketchup is no. like, you know what I mean? Dude, I like using the ketchup packets on, like on tater sauce. tots, man. I like getting tater tots from somewhere and then like squirting a little dab on top of that tater tot and eating it. Yeah, That's the best no, thing to put ketchup sure. on. I love ketchup, dude. I, I try not to eat it because um, there are so many preservatives and shit in that. Like, I got a lot of sugar in it, it too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I try not to eat it. We don't even have it in the house anymore, which is like a big deal for me because I used to tear up that ketchup but i don't keep it in the house anymore <laughs> no i do hot sauce on a lot of shit man i keep like oh, tabasco hot and hot yeah, sauces we've been, around we've been getting all kinds of weird hot sauces yeah we actually got one from hot ones and it's like a ghost reaper pepper and oh my god dude you can't you can't put hardly just like a little film of it on the on the very tip of your bite that shit will light your ass up Ugh. It's so hot. Dude, in, in the beginning, I I didn't know that. I put this big old dab down for me and Mercedes, and then we we went in on it like it was ketchup, and then we cheered <laughs> with a piece, and then we ate it, and oh, my God, for like 30 minutes, we were running around the house like, ah, ah. <laughs> like, like I was drinking all the almond milk, all the water, like just trying to eat a banana, you know, like peanut butter. Everything. Like I don't even understand like how people enjoy doing oh shit like that. God. Like I like a hot sauce with some flavor and a little bit of spice, but to put something in your mouth that's just it's more painful than flavorful. It's like yeah. uh, I just don't see the point, man. 
Man, I have been using it and like trying to use just enough to get the benefits and oh my god, it's a fine line. You know, maybe I'll it's be, like I'll be at that point where I'm like I can taste it and like I'm kind of feeling the sensation of um you know, you can you can feel the fruits in it and stuff and then all of a sudden boom, like here it is and you're just like you know, it's like you fucking chewing on bumblebees. <laughs> do you ever mix it with like any other shit or do you just try to do it straight on just different things? No, I just dip, you know. I think mixing, man, that's dangerous because it does just not takes, take much. That would be kind of cool though to like try a marinate, like a chicken marinate, just like a little tiny dab of it and then do it in some like Italian sauce and like marinate your chicken in that. I bet that would be that would be pretty good. Because I like to do things too, like going back to the mayonnaise, <laughs> of course. Like um, I found a couple yeah, yeah. of <laughs> I found a couple of hot sauces. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll like put like some hot sauce and mayonnaise. Mix like a you know, maybe like a three to one ratio or a four to one ratio, like mayonnaise to hot sauce. And then mix up to make like a spicy mayo and use it as a dip yeah. for like chicken or something like that. So oh, like yeah, maybe yeah. like I do that if you use it in that sort of way. Yeah, spicy mayo, you know, that's common in sushi because it's just mayonnaise and sriracha sauce. All, that's all that is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, I, I like mixing, mixing sauces. Well, I'm a sauce guy. Like, I'll use sauces. Like, I got that steak. It's like, it's like oh, great, pure, organic, grass-fed. I killed it and packed it out. I'm putting A1 on that. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. <laughs> I love sauce. <laughs> Oh, A1 on steak. Yeah, see, I was never like a steak sauce fan. I would like, I would rather season it with some shit and cook the seasonings into it than dip it in sauce. I I feel, I almost feel guilty for dipping a steak in sauce. But I guess there are some steaks that need dipping in sauce if they're not very good. Or like, what about those people who put ketchup on their steak? They're like, give me a well done, give me a well done steak and I'll, and a side of ketchup. Like, don't you just want to punch them in the face? I, I, I put it on steak for sure my dad like when i was younger he he used to kill animals and bring them home and cook a tenderloin or backstrap and he just knew i was gonna use ketchup for sure you know you like ketchup on a steak too at that point i did yeah i was i was i'm telling you dude i was like a i I was a ketchup ambassador (laughs) Uh, (laughs) basically you're a bigger fan of it than me man yeah can't do it not like but I said, now I, I, it's almost like once I understood all the preservatives and just how bad it was for you, I have a different perception of it. Now I look at it and it's like it it doesn't have the same appeal to me as it did when I was a kid. But when I was a kid, it was like, you know, you might as well just put it on my nightstand. Yeah. What do you want for your birthday? Six <laughs> bottles of ketchup. <laughs> What? 30 packets of ketchup <laughs> Frankenstein yeah. What do you want 30 packets of ketchup I was like Fuck There's a point what? where It's like too much ketchup And I couldn't put it on eggs Like I couldn't use it In the morning it, Like I had to Live into it You know Maybe lunch no, But I actually feel like on Ketchup eggs. on eggs Is kind of acceptable A little bit of ketchup I could do it But like just a dab Like Like it quickly gets to be being too much. You know what I also hate is when people put sausage 
in gravy, like little sausage bits in the gravy. What? I fucking That's the only way that. to eat gravy, man. I fucking hate that. No, 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 Why not no. Just no. like have the sausage on the side as pieces or like no. as patties Mix or that links? shit in. Sausage gravy is the oh. tits, bro. So good. It's so much disgusting. better than just regular white gravy. It's not disgusting. I love it. But like, no, no. I want regular biscuits and gravy and I want pieces of sausage on the side so I can like take a bite into it. I don't want it all mixed in my shit. Nah, if I'm, mix if it together. I could do that if makes I wanted to do that. Makes the gravy taste so right? much better. Like, put it on the side and then I'll break it up on my, I'm like by myself over here if I want to put it in my biscuits and gravy. But you have people like me that might not want the, you know what I mean? Make me a patty, and if they want it ground up into their shit, they'll do that. They'll spread it uh, in there like a like a fajita mix, you know, like where you, yeah. Uh, now to each his own. And I used to like I used to like taking mashed potatoes and corn and mixing it together, and then putting a little bit of ketchup in it and mixing it all and eating that. I could do that, <laughs> but it was like it wasn't a thing, and I wouldn't do it on purpose. But no, it was a thing. Like I would intentionally like if there was ever like that combination at a meal, like mashed potatoes and corn, I'd take it and I'd mix it up evenly, then put a little ketchup on it, mix it up, and then eat it. I told Jared that we were talking about him being a uh, a, a chef at KFC, <laughs> and uh, he claims that he invented <laughs> the the bowl, the famous bowl. He said he was doing that long before it was on the menu. Maybe yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So I figure I just I'd use this platform to give him credit right now. <laughs> Yo, so for You're everybody welcome. out there buying these KFC bowls, thank Jared Stapleton. Jared he is the Stapleton. man who came Jared, up with this creation. Stapleton bowls. Hashtag Stapleton, Stapleton bowls. <laughs> Yo, yo! Do you remember like the chicken burger or thing that they came out with? Like they didn't have buns; they just used two pieces oh of chicken God. for the what buns. What the fuck were they thinking? I never <laughs> ate that, but I'm like, y'all are gone too far. That's 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 insane. Big, like that's that's the most American meal you could have ever. Like just two. Like you just. You just being. You're just asking for a heart attack, man. Like that's just. Does this come with a? Does this come with a knife to the heart? Who needs a sandwich that is two fried chicken patties in replacement of the buns? Like that's that's excessive. I never ate that sandwich. I was like repulsed by the idea. What about the McRib? Did you ever get into the McRib? I don't even know if I've ever had one, but. They're pretty good, man. It was a uh, big deal, yeah. They're pretty good. I don't know what the meat is. I mean, I, I, they say it's pork. I assume it's pork, but like, what part of pork? That's probably a mystery to everybody except like high ranking officials at McDonald's. Uh, but it's good, man. Yeah. It's a nice little oh, combination. Uh, I recently heard that they grade the meats at each fast food chain or each restaurant. And you can have different grades, and some of the lowest grades, like, they only consist of, like, a certain amount of meat, and it's, like, a very low percent, like, 20% of the low-grade meat is, yeah, it's only 20% meat. Like, if you have, like, a grade whatever, I don't know. But I'm like, what the fuck? Then what else is it? What's the other filler? What the fuck am I eating? You know? Yeah, maybe intestine or ground-up. Something, yeah, that's yeah, who knows, man, what that filler stuff is. Um, I noticed that like with a 
just some some chicken. I'm, oh, fucking like um, I just noticed this the other day at Subway where I ordered a, <laughs> a sandwich with shit toppings on it again with two olives and one strip of onion. Uh, I got like a chicken breast, but like <laughs> it's definitely not like a legit chicken breast. You know how chicken breast is like kind of stringy meat and stuff. It's basically like the chicken they use for their sandwiches is like a like an unbreaded chicken nugget. So who knows yeah. what Subway is using for their chicken as well. But I'm yeah, sure I'm that's, that's like most fast that. food restaurants, though. Do they break it down and then, like, build it back again with, like, a mold? I think that definitely is what happens, like, in the chicken yeah. nugget especially. Like, the, it, I, I've even seen it's a paste. They, yeah. they grind all the chicken parts down really fine, and then it's a paste, and then they they even give it color and stuff and then squeeze it into these damn bowls. Shapes. It's, what the hell? A little Chicken nugget shape. Everybody knows the shape of a nugget, though, man. You got, like, the round one, and you got, like, the little boot-shaped chicken nugget, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so good, though. I could <laughs> eat, I could sit down and eat 700 of them. You know? It's just... Yeah. They're so You used to be able to get, good. like, a 20-piece a oh nugget God. for, like, five bucks or something at McDonald's? Oof. I think people would be surprised how many nuggets I could eat. Like, if I were to just sit down and start eating nuggets, maybe throughout the day even, like if you gave me a full 24 hours, oh, my God. I would rack up some numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I could break 100 easy. Yeah, probably. In a day, that's pretty easy. That's yeah. pretty easy. That's I mean, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and there's a guy talking about – it was actually already laying on Rogan's podcast – and he talked that about how it was such a good podcast, dude. Dude, that one was great. I that loved it. It was such a good podcast. It was like three hours too short. I wanted it to just keep going, man. I loved that podcast. That dude has so many stories. It's like, it kind of sucks that we missed that whole Howard Stern era. Yeah. Era. Not really, though. I remember like growing up and seeing his movie, and, uh, but I was never really in tune with Howard Stern. I didn't listen to him. I was like too young to, at the time, tune into shit like that. But you know, he's he's, he's like a Rogan to people, you know. Yeah. So to hear the history and how impactful he was was even really interesting. But all of Artie Lang's stories and just oh my god, that was amazing. But yeah, go the ahead. Thing, Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say the thing about it. We were talking about numbers and just like when he talked about how he took like a hundred and twenty-eight Percocets in one day. Mm. And like, dude, I've taken that, one Percocet oh before, God. and I remember how I feel off of that. And yeah. like, a hundred and twenty-eight okay. people build up a tolerance, and he was on another level. I used to work with a guy that would take like thirteen um, Laura tabs in a shift, like one shift. He would take thirteen Laura tabs, and. You know, those are just unreal numbers because, like, four lower tabs right now would put me on my ass and I would drool and pass out. Yeah. And he's taking 13 in, you know, a four-hour period. You know, it's, it's just unreal, like, how your body can do that. And then eventually, you, just your heart can't keep up with that shit. And it's just like, man, fuck this. I'm out of here. Dude, I do have to say, lower tabs gave me a feeling, though, like, I used to... Um, I love them. I, love I used to them. take those, yeah, like when I was bartending, <laughs> though, man. Yeah, because, like, I would take one and, like, my night, I would have, like, really good nights uh, if I was on them because, like, amazing. they, they it was like an upper for me. Like, I felt good. I was, like, active and, like, my body just felt good. I was ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, like, I would pop a pill before a shift and 
it was just, it was always a good night every time I got to do one. Um, but yeah, man, I never got to the point of taking fucking 128. I don't even think I've even taken two at a time. Maybe I've taken two. They were like the smaller ones, but. Is it Percocets you said? He was talking about Percocets, yeah. Percocets. Man, I, I think, I remember maybe taking them a couple of times. I just wasn't really into that. But those Lord tabs, oh my Lord. That's right up my alley, that like fuzzy feeling. Oh, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was dangerous. I'm glad I didn't have like an easy hookup to that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, I knew better, though. Like any pill, I, I just knew better than to consistently buy it. I would kind of use it as a treat. Like I would I would kind of just do it right. every now and then, like just go in and like do it. And then like I wouldn't do it for like four months, you know. Like I, no. I haven't taken a feel-good pill. I, I, cannot rem- I can't remember the last time. I couldn't tell you the last time I've taken a pill and gotten a good fuzzy sensation like that. I don't even remember. But at the time, it was amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm the same way. It's been... Yeah, long time for me too. But like you said, it goes back to I liked it. I enjoyed it. Would I do it again? Yeah, probably. But yeah, I never got to that point of like to where I had to every day I was like, oh, I want to take a pill. I need to. It's like you said, a treat is a good word for it, man. It's like a, oh shit, I got one of these. Like I would almost like save them too. Like I would get one. I'm like, I'm going to save this for a good night and like choose like when I wanted to to do it to go along with whatever else was going on. Yeah, I would save stuff for a few months, you know, just like a couple pills. I remember one time I went to my grandparents' house, and my back, I, like, tweaked my back at work. And um, the clinics, at the time, they had changed the law, and they couldn't give out any of the good stuff. And my grandparents had Norcos. They had this whole, like, whole cabinet full of good stuff, dude. Like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> grandparents out, usually do, man. Half yeah, of it's expired would, too. <laughs> yeah, because my grandma had like knee surgeries and all kind, like shoulder yeah. surgery and all kinds of stuff. So you'd go in there and it was just like a candy store for adults. And come to find out, my brother and my dad were like, you know, kind of dipping into that stash as well. But none of <laughs> us were abusing it. It was like as need basis, but. I really tweaked my back this one time and they gave me the whole bottle of Norcos and it was that weekend that we went uh, snowboarding and oh, Adam shit. was there and uh, just Johnny, like everybody yeah. was there. And, uh, oh my God, I took that whole bottle that weekend. Oof. And it was amazing. But that's how I am. I'm a junkie. So like, that's why I'm like, I got to stay away from shit like that. You know, I like never went back to that cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Way too easy, yeah. man, to get... To get hooked on that stuff. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Drugs are amazing, but, man, you got to be so careful. Yeah. I'm guilty of that shit, too, though, man. There's definitely been a time I remember I went to the same just grandparents' house, man. And uh, (laughs) not not even that I was hurting or anything, but just like. Cough syrup? It's like promethazine. Like, what the hell? Grandma. But just like. got three bottles. Like you open up the cabinet, like looking for like some Q-tips or something, and you see, you know, like 20 prescription bottles, and your brain gets to thinking a little bit like, I wonder what these prescriptions are. So you start looking at the labels and seeing what all grandma and grandpa has been prescribed to over the past couple of years. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after surgeries and, you know, strokes and illnesses and 
everything life throws at you and them being old school and not really interested in that kind of stuff. And then us being the other side, <laughs> you go in there and look and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. You see something with a weird so, name you're like, this could be There's a heads up, kids. Yeah. Check your grandparents' stash. Well, you don't read the name of the label. Like you read like the name of it, but if you're not sure what it is, you have to look at the instructions. And what do the instructions say? Does it say take four times a day for this or that? Or they're like take once a day for pain as needed? And if you saw for pain as needed, you're like, oh, I bet this is a good one. So I, it doesn't say, even matter what I the name is. I say close your eyes and just reach in there and grab one. <laughs> don't even well, read it and just take that's it. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's d- just don't mix them. Don't mix <laughs> anything. Maybe, maybe more dangerous than actually taking the stuff you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> just take four and see what happens. Take a pill and like grow tits in a couple of days or something, man. Oh. Like you just never know what's going to happen. No. <laughs> Yeah, we'd put you on your ass though. You'd be like driving home, just like fall right asleep, just instantly. You took four Ambien. <laughs> Oof, dude, I've taken yeah, Ambien. Supposedly, before. Ambien is like super intense. Will put you on your ass. Like you can't even stay awake. Yeah, yeah, dude, I hallucinated on Ambien one or something. You did? Did you? You yeah. stayed up, right? Yeah, but, I I've mean, not intentional. Not intentionally. I was just. I've heard about um, I got, this though. You can take a bunch of sleeping pills or medication and then stay up and then you start tripping. Yeah, but I mean I took it for sleep. I just remember um it was of course me and Jody were just laying in bed one night and I was actually having like sleeping problems. Like I got a legitimately to like try to help me sleep. Um and I took some before bed one night and I was kinda laying in bed and I was just staring at the window though and like the blinds. Like I I wasn't quite ready to close my eyes and try to go to sleep. I was just laying there staring. But like the blinds started moving, kinda like they do with mushrooms a little bit, just kinda like back and forth and like they were just moving. I could tell they were. And I sit up in bed and I start and I'm just staring at the blinds and Georgie's like, What are you doing? And I didn't even really want to respond. I'm just like, just the blinds, like it's weird. Everything's weird. And um I get up and I go into the living room. And I'm just like staring out the window in the living room. And Jody comes in there. She's again, she's like, What are you doing? And I'm just, and I'm just staring outside the window, just at whatever is outside. And I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. I was just in just a weird trance. Like everything I was looking at was just kind of weird and odd shaped. And I wasn't in like a, a place where I could like really respond and talk back. It was just like short answers of what was happening. And then finally I went back to bed and went back to sleep. But yeah, it just put me in like a really weird state when I was awake. But I know people who have taken Ambien and like driven to the grocery store, walked around a grocery store, went back home and have no recollection of anything that happened. Damn. Yeah, it's supposed to be super powerful. Like Roseanne, when she tweeted all that racist shit, like there's been several people that like tweet or do something crazy. And yeah, they've a lot of them claim, yeah, yeah, I'm on Ambien at the time. Like, damn, that's that's some powerful shit. If you don't fall asleep, you got to fall asleep. (laughs) You got to succumb. Just be sure you go to bed. Yeah. I need to give me some of that. Try it out. Yeah, it's all right. It didn't really help me that much, but I only really, really took it a few times because they also said, like, if you're going to take it, be sure, like, you're going to get a full night's rest. You know, like, be sure you plan on sleeping for at least eight hours if you're going to take it. And there were some times, Mm -hmm. like, I would... I don't know. It was a lot of times I was working at the hospital and I had to be up at five, five thirty in the morning. And, um, 
So I wouldn't take it the night before because I wouldn't go to bed till you know, 11 o'clock or so. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. take it and be groggy or something or feel like shit the next morning because the medicine yeah. hadn't worn off yet. And so, and then the weekend comes around and I was always going out on the weekends or something. I didn't take them when I get home. So I only even used it like maybe four or five times. So who knows if it even worked or not. I don't even remember. <laughs> you ever try to just like crush it up and snort it? <laughs> no. No, I, I didn't that do that. Help. i done that with uh, with some uh, a Xanax bar one time. And then I only remember about the next 20 minutes after I snorted it. And then I'm waking up on the couch the next morning. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe people like to take that. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to erase the party you went to? That's the dumbest thing you could possibly it was the last do. time i did it. it it happened once and i never did it again yeah like, me too it was same the thing. same way i took it one time and apparently we had an incredible time and i yeah. couldn't even remember anything i'm like i'm never taking that again that's fucking retarded yeah you gotta really like either hate your reality or just want to be cool or something like by forgetting things that like crazy shit that you do to want to do that Dumb. Yeah, man, I don't know what the answer is to that. But, you know, you're young, shit. man. When you're young, you you experiment. You do a lot of crazy shit. There's a lot of things yeah. that I experimented yeah. with that it was fine. The one or two times I did it back then, and I'm good with that. On to the next. Yeah, try something new. It's fun to so. experiment, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad I did, like, at a younger age, because then you kind of grow out of that. But there's some people that don't experiment until later on in life, and then... It gets them, but when you can kind of understand earlier what it is and just move on, I think you're better off. Yeah, life is crazy, man. Life is good. But, man, tonight was good. We've been going on for two hours, bro. Time flies, man. We're chit-chatting and shooting the shit. Yeah, man, two hours. Love, man. We're only going to try to do an hour. (laughs) <laughs> we'll break this up into two episodes. No, it was good. <laughs> it's fine, man. It was fun. I had a really good yeah. time tonight. No, it didn't and matter to me what whatsoever, like how long we go. It's all up to you because you have to work tomorrow, and it's nighttime for you. It is nighttime, man. It's 2 a.m. where I'm at, yeah, and I got to get up. 2 a.m.? Oh, man. Yeah. Damn, man. We'll start at 8 next time. At 8 next time? That means that's 5 a.m. for you. You know what I mean? Eight for me. So what we got to do, maybe what we could do is we could switch it up a little bit. And so like maybe I record in the morning here and you record in the evenings there. Because then if it's if it's like 9 a.m. for me, it's only 6 p.m. for you. Well, what time, that do you time work difference tomorrow? works out a little bit better? Huh? What, what time do you work tomorrow? Oh, I don't work till like two p.m. So like any time in the morning I could do. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. So you like if I started two p.m. tomorrow, so this is no. fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> for yeah, it's not so bad. I'm kind of a night owl, anyways. But it would be better to start at like yeah, a little bit earlier. Either way, man, it doesn't matter. But We're having we, fun. We literally wasted an hour this morning. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know it's how to fine. phrase it ever. I know, I, you know, I just phrase no, it from my perspective. 
Yeah. No big deal, man. Like I said, I'm usually up till around one o'clock, sometimes two anyways. Like I told you yeah. not long ago, I was up till four AM playing that stupid game on the computer. Yeah. Actually well, I, I was up till shit, dude. Like recording at this time at eight o'clock, eight AM for me, like I love that. On Wednesday, that is perfect for me. So if you can swing it. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't work till two PM tomorrow. I'm like feeling all bad. I'm like, damn, it is late for him. Man, it's you got you get plenty of sleep. You can sleep twelve hours. <laughs> I'm gonna get plenty of sleep. It'll be all right, man. It'll be all right. I'll still I'll still probably yeah. wake up at like let's see two o'clock. So I'll still probably wake up like around nine nine thirty. I usually get up, okay. drink some coffee. Uh, I think I'm gonna fuck around with those instrumentals tomorrow morning. Drink some coffee and like uh, yeah. see if I can write some lyrics to something. Send me the app, dude. We'll spit hot fire. Dude, I told you it's called. Uh, beat stars, B E A T stars, beat stars, B E A T stars. Okay, it's cool, man. It's a really cool app. I'll try it out. So yeah, man, check it out. We can share some shit. Maybe on the next episode, we'll uh, we'll let some people listen to a couple of freestyles that we can come up with. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's for shits and giggles. Oh, I'm down with that. People need to hear what I got to say. Yeah, man, I love coming up with creative rhymes. Like, I just like, like I'll sit there and I'll like I'll I'll think of a good line and I'll put some other things around it. But just like being, you know, creative with like the yeah. the similes of like I do this like this write, or blah you know? blah blah blah. Or, yeah, it's fun to write. It's fun to express yourself and then just kind of have it on file and and you can listen to it from now until the end of time. You know, it's uh it's fun and. uh the world needs more rappers and the world needs more podcasters. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll contribute to that as much enough. as we can. Yeah, man. There's not enough be... time in the day to listen to all this shit, but it's fun to express yourself. Definitely. Definitely. And hopefully it's entertaining to, to the people <laughs> who want to put forth the time to listen to this bullshit that we talk about. Nah, man, it's good. It's good. It's been a good time. It's been a good night. Two hours worth of stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Can't complain. Looking forward to the next one. We'll get after again in another week. And uh, yeah, man, we'll make it happen. Give All the right. people what they want. Give them what they need. Pouring smoke, baby. <laughs>